Salutations, my little honeybees. It's your beekeeper, Beastie Wolf the dog. I'm here to protect you at all costs while getting a little taste of that sweet, sticky honey every now and then. I can't wait to make some toilet wine with y'all sweet syrup. I am buzzing at you live from 694.2 PTBP. The only radio station located in a trash hive of my own making. What's that sound? (coughs) Is it the mail truck? This ain't I got a new Howlin' with Wolf, baby. This fine edition of Howlin' with Wolf is from B. (laughs) Very nice. Who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod, proving that even the busiest bees can take time to make this old Wolfie feel something again. They write... Have you seen the yellow sub? Have you felt its honey mustard contours dripping around the edges of that braised brain of yours? Encased in a sun-toasted bread of skin and bone, the sponge monkey elders assure you those are olives, not eyes. And if you haven't seen the yellow sign, (laughs) I mean sub, you will soon. Damn, B, don't threaten a dog the wolf with a good time. You're talking about toast, you're talking about mustard, and braising, and goddamn, I am fucking pumped for whatever the hell it is you are talking about. If you want to write up something for your honey wolf to howl, tag at Pretending Pod on Twitter or Instagram, or write up a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let my producer know at PretendingPod at gmail.com. And if you're already wrist deep in the interwebs, go ahead and share the trailer for season one of Pretending to be People. Share it on the mountain. Share it over the hills. Share it everywhere. Jesus Christ wouldn't have been so him damn bored. God damn it, Zach. If he had access to all this sweet content in the show notes. And if that ain't the truth, then this ain't the news. Last time, we lost a few dear friends. Please bow your heads and take a moment to reflect on the lives of Jimmy Sanders, Carmen the Possum, Harry Clinker, Rusty, the Distinguished Gray Dog, Professor Horace Green, and the decapitated head of Preacher Sheriff Dr. Bobby Custard. Damn, I miss all them. Then the ball that is John Lee Pettymore summoned Planet Juggernaut and friends to fight alongside the Overseer against Rose M.A.R.Y. and this Gigantopompithipithicus. Taking us to the top of round one is Dragon in Three with What Kind of World Are You Living In?
everybody, welcome. My name is Mick Nichols, and I am here with my brother Nick. Wait. <laughs> I forgot my name. I'm Mick. You're Nick. We're all Nick for Nichols. And welcome. We are here, and where? Oh my goodness, where the fuck are we, Nick? I don't seem to know, but it is <laughs> it is terrifying me to my core. I am scared. Look at that big fucker on the left. And we've got, thankfully, bringing us home, giving us some shelter within our hearts, is Planet Juggernaut. Thanks, Nick. I'm just glad to be here. Really excited to start mixing it up again. Gotta admit, this is a little fancier than this crap pit. But I think I can still be a scrapper. Hope I can put on a good for, uh, show for you guys. Back to you, Dick and Nick. <laughs> Dick is dead. Nick and Big Nichols here, and we are going to go now to our correspondent. I see him. He's running a buck. He just came down in a full Technicolor flash of light over there. He is crying on the ground. It's Jeremiah Jones Johnson. Let's go with him now and see what's going on. What do you think about that, Nick? I, as before, I, I just always love to hear my boy Jeremiah say stuff. <laughs> Hello? It's Jeremiah Jones Johnson here, and I don't know where the fuck I am, but we're going to try to find out now. Um, and he walks over and sees a few other people who have just been seemingly teleported into this plane of existence. Three individuals who have just made their way onto this plane standing on the ground made of light. Oh, uh, what's your name? Uh, I'm Brad. Uh, Hey, Brad, uh, where are we? Uh, it's, uh, the, the dark world. Uh, I, I, I gather it's the dark world. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And he, uh, he <laughs> pulls a t-shirt out from behind his back and hands it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Hell yeah, thanks, Jeremiah. <laughs> and you here? What, what's your name, sir? My name is Patrick Starr, and, uh... Wait, is that <laughs> is that the is that the SpongeBob character or the porn guy? Okay. Oh, let's take it down to Jeremiah Jones Johnson for our new game. Is it the SpongeBob character or the porn guy? Uh, my name is Patrick so. Starr, and I disagree. Uh, we're not in the dark place. This is clearly heaven, and uh, that's God. Uh, and I, for one, am, uh, I'm going to go rush up and meet him. Okay. okay oh, uh, and he's gone. He's running full armed, like, at the giant Ropithecus. <laughs> okay. And Patrick Starr uh, runs directly toward one of the legs of this enormous, shadowy, dripping creature and disappears into it like an open door with only darkness on the other side of it. And he is no longer visible to the human eye or any other eyes. And um, this third person, who are you? Oh, hey, you can just call me Jerry. <laughs> oh, hey, Jerry. <laughs> cool voice. What's your deal, man? 
Uh, my grandson brought me up to the city to go see the games, and... Well, this ain't the city. No, it's not. Back to you, Mick and Nick. Oh, thank you so much there, Jeremiah Jones Johnson Jones, because I called you Jones Johnson because you called yourself Johnson. Somebody else called you Johnson, so we're going with all of it. Jeremiah Jones Johnson, correspondent on the field. Thank you so much. Nick Nichols, what do you think about all that? You know, I, I've said it a, a thousand times. Every time Jeremiah says things, I light up with a joy that just cannot be found in any other place in my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down to the field and see what happens. This massive, lumbering, shadowy, dripping creature that we've been calling the Gigant Umbra Pithecus because someone in the circle of knowledge called it that grabs out with one of its enormous, massive arms now so large that it can hold on to the illuminated pipe that is hanging in the sky with its hand. Once trapped inside this eternal treadmill prison, it can now hold the entirety of its former cage. Thank you. Cage. <laughs> Within its grasp, it rips and throws this toilet paper holder with light shining out through the middle of it, throws this thing behind it as its other hand reaches up and touches the sky. It's going to testify. <laughs> it's up in this spot. Luke, how do you think it looks? Um... Fuck. That's right. Extra fly. <laughs> Extra and fly. it uh, <laughs> touches. <laughs> it touches the dark sky above, which immediately breaks and waves begin to form an ocean of black ichor. It is moving like dark lagoony waters. So gravity, seemingly up there is opposite of the gravity that you're on. Does that sound cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Grab a dark sky sea of endless blackness. A dark sky ski of endless darkness. That's right. Yeah. Stark ski and hutch. <laughs> <laughs> Word association. <laughs> Yeah, kids, if you want to know how to be funny, just remember what sounds sound like other sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works 100% and of the time. And blurt that out almost compulsively, and you'll be just like your best friends, <laughs> the yeah. boys at PTBP. PTBP. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's best friend, PDBP. Rose M-A-R-Y looks at this new set of issues. She's coming straight for Planet Juggernaut. Two of her metal tendrils slam down into the illuminated ground below her, and she flings herself toward this enormous, robust sphere, a larger version of what controls her, and the other two tendrils are going to try to penetrate the armor of Planet Juggernaut. Does he get a reaction? A hundred. Laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. All right, let's roll. Motherfucking shit. What did you roll? I rolled a 66. It's a critical something. It's a critical something. I don't know juggernaut stats. I don't have them handy. 
would they be in the big thing of much like Nick Cage? You don't have Mandy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. No, I'm cut all that. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you have your stats? Dude, I don't know where our giant robot stats are. Thomas, they probably don't exist anywhere. <laughs> I just wrote them on a piece of paper yeah. for you one day. Like years ago. I do explicitly remember you just jotting them down on like a scratch piece of paper and we used it. It was a scratch piece of paper. Why don't you have it? I'll look for it in the uh in the box real quick. He had real good stats. Let me pull up the pulp Cthulhu rules. I'm pretty sure that's what I pulled it from. Yeah, because I remember you based it on something you found. Found pulp Cthulhu. Robots tend to come in two varieties. Giant killer <laughs> laser beam 80 percent. hell yeah critical success nice damage 2d10 so roll 4d10 hell yeah 10 and 2 for the first ones 10 and 2 again for the second ones whoa <laughs> damn that's wild 24 points of damage god's here guys <laughs> describe how these lasers absolutely wreck shop taking over half of rosemary's hit points she was coming at him how was she coming at him she flinged herself at this planet juggernaut uh with two metal tendrils shoved into the ground and the other two are uh in attack mode trying to stab into the planet okay with so with surprising (laughs) swiftness planet juggernaut's eyes kind of swing around and lock onto Rosemary. They flash red, two beams come out of either eye, and um, and, you, and you see the tip of the tendrils that are like about to attack him just kind of slice clean off. And, and so he destroys like half of her body, he said? Yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly like a dope uh, fucking samurai movie where you see the lasers seemingly go right through her middle, but nothing happens for a second, and then then the bottom half just slides away but you can still see like anger actively on her face but it's more like annoyance as she begins to just climb out of this rosemary like shell (laughs) (laughs) Keith it's your turn am I on planet juggernaut or am I on the ground you are in a very dark building oh that Keith that Keith. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a, there's a few I think. Keith, I guess am I what has Don done to me? You are being held by the collar by Don D. Pettymore and he is angrily yelling at you because he has just seemingly failed. His whole mission was getting to this phone and then he seems disappointed by the results. Hey man, what's your problem? What's going on? <laughs> it's all good in here. I love this because I feel like I'm shaking you. <laughs> as you're I'm just like limply, like. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners at home, Luke just did the thing that like inflatable men do in front of big car dealerships, or like Muppets do when they're excited. Yeah, was- yes, that's yeah. what it was. But, but your voice belies the. <laughs> The extreme emotion of the situation. Hey, man. The phone. It, 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 what is it? 
They didn't say anything to me. It's all... None of this means anything. Don't you... Why don't you fucking understand? Let me give it a try. Give it to me. Give it to me. Dondi Pettymore, like, kind of immediately stops and just drops you. But he doesn't give you the phone. But he kind of walks away from you. Can I get up and go to the phone? Yeah, sure. I get up and go to the phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I pick it up. I'm, like, blindly feeling around for it. Because I can't see there anything. There it is. Yeah, and you. Yeah, you blew the candle out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go ahead and roll uh, on whether or not you can find this phone this turn. Just a fifty-fifty. <laughs> no, roll luck. Uh, Seventeen. I pass. And so you grab onto this phone, and when you lift it to your ear, you hear. Hello. Uh, this is Keith. Who's this? Give us some screw some screw. Roll intelligence. Uh I fail. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> What is Keith's intelligence? <laughs> 50. All right. Not yeah. bad. I got a 63 on a yeah. 50. You're not really able to put together what you recognize this sound from, but you know that it sounds familiar. Hmm. Don, this sounds familiar. I'm going to maybe just keep listening to it for a second, and maybe in just a little bit I'll be able to... It'll come to me. And Don's in the corner like, the fucking piece of shit thinks he's better than me. Thinks he can use the phone. I'm the one who came down here to get the fucking phone, but I'm not talking to anyone in particular. <laughs> uh, I get, I get, grab the phone, like the base of the phone, and I lay back down on the ground and just like hold the receiver up to my ear and keep listening to it. Uh, just waiting for the internet company to get back to you. Back on the illuminated battlefield creatures appear out of nowhere in between the dark oozing ocean above you and the illuminated land below you above you and below you what did i say (laughs) between the whatever and (laughs) (laughs) who fucking gives a shit nobody cares nobody's listening anymore this nerd nerd shit doesn't matter This isn't, none of this is real. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we only had four listens on the last episode, which means one of us didn't listen to it. (laughs) Who gives a flying fuck? (laughs) Between the dark, mysterious, choppy waters above you and the bright light shining up from below, in this air of nothingness in between, massive creatures with gaunt frames in black suits with translucent skin fall to the ground and as they do they are surrounding this luminous land liturgy that is worshiping the overseer they look directly at this floating man his arms out with his dark robes 
and his cowboy hat. And in unison, they all say, Hello, subject 152251819551815. We found you. Please come with us. And they all reach out their hands simultaneously. It's the overseer's turn. Clark, go ahead and roll for the alternate version of yourself. Go ahead and roll for Clark Old. Okay. What am I rolling? Just uh, up and down. D100. It's an 11. Oh. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> a critical. I'm, I'm showing the camera to the dice. It is a straight up 11. You see his arms move out. His right arm is pulled to one side by one of them. His left hand is pulled to the side by another with their minds. His legs are held down by two of the others. You see he's fighting against it, but one of them is trying to get a hold of his head. His entire face becomes engulfed in light and he beams this light at one of these gaunt alien creatures wearing black suit. Its translucent skin pops, pus and ooze. Not green, not yellow, just this clear milky slime hits the ground in a pile of a black suit covered in, nope, oh, throw up. The popping of pimples really gets me. That's like fucking disgusting. So, uh, (laughs) it's like with the beam, he's got fingers on either side of just this volcano eruption of pus. Just (laughs) comes out. I'm going to throw up. And then he turns and looks at another one because he critically succeeded. And he does it to a second one, looks at a third one, does it to a third one. There's only two more left on the field. You ever DM so hard you make yourself throw up? (laughs) (laughs) Clark old. They're not Clark old, just Clark Bishop. It's your turn. Clark, my Clark, our Clark, the Clark we've all come to know and love. He just saw what he thinks that he can become. And he wants to do that. He wants to be that. And so he's just going to do like he did with Ann Love and try and imitate everything he just saw the Overseer do. And he wants to try and make his face turn into bright light that pops translucent beings. Okay, go ahead and roll on natural. The two that popped, are they the ones that have his hands? Uh, Yeah, but not physically. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. They were like away from him. They're holding him with that grip that one of them used on Keith Beans earlier in the show. And Marvin Glass used on Clark uh-huh. Bishop at one point in time, where they can physically grab you from further away. Like Darth Vader, I like Star Wars. I like Star <laughs> Wars a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm popping the other two. Trying to. And it's a pass. A t- 28 on a 63. Woo! They rolled a 17 earlier against Clarkold, and that roll carries over to yours, which means that you succeed in being able to do this to one of them. Please, can you describe it so I don't gack in my own throat? <laughs> As I said, he, he's imitating what he had seen. He doesn't know exact. He, 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 he saw the concentration that Clarkold exuded, and that same, he just tries to mimic that. He just tries to scrunch his face up a little bit, 
clear his mind as much as possible and just picture light. He just wants to picture light. He doesn't know 100% if it's going to work, but it kind of did that last time with the blood thing, and he thinks that maybe, it, I don't, and his head just like a light bulb turning on illuminates, and it kind of startles him even <laughs> as there's now yes. a bunch of light flooded the area around him. And he just directs it all as much as he can into one of them. And uh, as though being squeezed on both sides, goo erupts off the top of one of these things, popping its head, fully volcanoing and splashing outward, maybe probably hitting some of the people in the circle <laughs> with uh, with some pretty awful, uh, pretty awful, awful. Awful, awful. It hits this guy named Zach who's in the crowd and it's like really warm <laughs> and he can Gets feel it. Gets in his it. mouth a little. Yeah. Gets in his mouth. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Zach falls to his knees, begins throwing up on the ground, and gets trampled by some of the other <laughs> chancing people. Clark is also, he's, um, he's, he's like proud of himself, and he gives a thumbs up to Clark Old and a smile like, I, I, did, I did good, Dad, huh? <laughs> At this moment, you see all the anger that had come from Clark Old previously dissipates and he looks at you with this that moment when a father realizes TFW <laughs> I thought you said DFW and like I was Dallas like Fort the Worth. pride that all fathers have in the <laughs> Dallas International Airport shines on his face that No face he looks at win. you and it's Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. so what's the what's the prevailing gif of someone becoming? Uh, oh, yeah, it's the guy in the woods with the with the. It's gri- is it Grizzly Adams? That's what I was thinking of too. <laughs> Just the single head nod. It's not Grizzly. It's Adams, not Grizzly but Adams, okay. but it's the yeah the guy in the woods. Uh, is it Jeremiah woods, Johnson? The, like, no, it's something else. <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, Jeremiah the no- Johnson. The nodding man on the field reporting. Yeah, the nodding it's, uh, man. Robert Redford. In, no, I think it's, it's not. What? Is it not? No, it's not. not. Redford. No, I found it though. Nodding man, Jif. I sent it to the Discord. Origin. Yeah, but I'm looking oh, for the, who it is. It is Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, yeah, that is. This man is actually Robert Redford. <laughs> Dude, it is Robert Redford. Yeah, Holy that's shit. What I was saying. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, no, Robert Redford is Jeremiah Johnson, but that, that nodding man is not Robert Redford. Oh, okay. That's what I was talking oh. about. Oh. Who is this? I don't then? think. Yeah, it I is. Th- it doesn't it's look a, like it. GIF of Robert Redford playing titular role of the 1972 film Jeremiah Johnson. Dude, he looks so thick in that movie. Weird. Yeah, that doesn't really look like him. It's wild. I love that there's a lot that just says this He's is an ugly motherfucker. That just say Zach Galifianakis <laughs> is this man. <laughs> When it's clearly from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was like a heartthrob, though. Like, What is he holding in that gif? What the fuck? You know, a rifle. even in that movie, there are shots of him in that movie where he doesn't look like he does in He's that holding gif. it like to the side, you know? Yeah, every other picture of him in the movie looks like Robert Redford when you pull it up. And, exactly. and exactly. only this one looks like Zach Galifianakis. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He looks at you like Robert Redford and Jeremiah Johnson <laughs> and just slowly gives you that slight smile and head nod. And uh, that feels real good to Clark. Don. Does Don hear new commotion from outside? 
Oh, or what's yeah, the building? Dude. I didn't know if the building is like sound insulated or some weird shit. It is, but just enough to where you can hear new sound commotion from outside. New sound commotion is my favorite band for teenagers. <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> With the hit single, New Sound Commotion, on the new debut album, Hit Sound Commotion. New, new Sound, sound Commotion. Like, hit Sound Commotion. <laughs> Rocking like the ocean. <laughs> Is it above you or below you? I'm like, hey, boy, what are, are they? Can you speak to them? Are you talking? Sippy dippy, dippy dippy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Keith is doing right now? Yeah, into the phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Dip, shoop, bip, 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 bip. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, As he says that, you hear the same noise that you heard on the other end of the telephone. This, like, <laughs> this noise comes from outside. Yeah. You hear it. So I think when I hear that noise, it'll, like, click in my head, and I'll be like, maybe, maybe they're here to help, and I'll sprint downstairs. John, it's Ball's turn. Ball, while Mary has been caught off guard by Planet Juggernaut, or is at least, you know... (laughs) Caught off guard. Yes, sliced in half. (laughs) (laughs) As Mary Ball and, like, Octopus is, like, moving out of of Mary body, John Ball, just in pure tiny silver form, whips at her as hard as he can, is going to try to um, just knock her on her ass, basically. On her ball. A ball on ball. This is dope. All right, let's uh, let's tangle some wires. What should we roll for this? Oh yeah, roll ball. <laughs> Get the pulp Cthulhu ball stats. <laughs> roll a natural. Okay. Eighty fail. Seventy-five pass. The ball of John Lee Pettymore lunges at the ball that is pulling itself out of the top half of the body of Rose, M-A-R-Y, Rose Mary. The clean cut across the leather jacket and white t-shirt of Rose Mary is dripping with blood and you see as if sheet metal has been completely sliced clean. It's like a layer of t-shirt that is red stained with blood and then there's skin and then there's this metal and then there's more skin and then there's reinforced metal and then inside you just see these like lengthy intestines spill out onto the illuminated land below i don't uh what if what if like she keeps the top off of rosemary and then it's a walking eye situation but with an angry rosemary torso just dripping its intestines all over the place. There aren't a lot of moments in this show that make me as happy as the one that you've just suggested now. <laughs> Thomas, tin luck. Ooh. Nice. And as you come at her, she kind of, oh, she boom, flips up to where you just barrel into the bottom half of Rosemary and your ball disappears up into the guts of Rosemary's body and you are stuck inside of this human goop. That's dope. I came from the muck and I'm stuck in a ball's guts. Oh no. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I'd get back to the lab again. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to go to our newly minted old characters. They haven't been around since episode 46. 
It is the scrap pit versions of Keith, Clark, and then John, who is inside Planet Juggernaut. So we'll start with Keith. It is Keith's turn. Woo! Keith just jumps with his uh, pneumatic legs, jumps right at Mary, and starts shooting his freezing liquid and is like aiming his legs to just smash into her frozen head. Radical or <laughs> roll or please. dangling icicle guts. Either one, uh. depending on my roll. And I nineteen, <laughs> which I think is a pass. Uh, it is, but she uses her no, roll she doesn't against John, which was a seventy-five, which was also a pass. You freeze the whole bottom half of Rosemary and as you come down to try to take her on essentially Mm -hmm. she uses the two tendrils that haven't been sliced off to grab onto her frozen bottom half and hold it up like a ice cold shield that your uh, (laughs) fucking rad feet just boom and shatter and the bottom <laughs> half of Rosemary just explodes into tiny little icicle pieces all over the ground. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> and for the rest of the combat, I will call you Elsa. <laughs> Clark Bishop, it's your turn. This uh, this Clark had stocked up on a bunch of stuff from a crazy room of, uh, of providing... <laughs> And uh, I have, yeah. uh, I think I have a sniper rifle still. You do. So I'd like to shoot that sniper rifle aiming at where I think Ball resides within Rosemary. I'm tracing the lines of the feet up to a point, and I'm just taking aim at that point. Okay, yeah. Uh, the ball is actually visible currently, holding itself right above the top of her head. She's still in control of the top half of Rosemary through the spine with one tendril, but the ball itself is like she just got an idea. It is the light bulb right above her head. Oh, okay, cool. That's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> Uh, that's a 99. Damn. That, 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 uh, that pan, that, that plays for this, this version of this Clark. He was, he was not doing great in that fight anyway. (laughs) He just popped up and was, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 This Clark was cursed by death magic and at zero sanity. That's true. Oh yeah. When he reaches back with one hand to grab on to the sniper rifle, his hand just immediately hits the trigger and he doesn't even see it coming because the barrel is right behind his head. The frontal lobe of Clark Bishop flies out the front of his skull. And I mean, his cranium is now shattered into 40 different pieces that then spray out onto the ground the people who are chanting below look up as this third version of this same person just and the headless body of Clark Bishop just kind of falls off the side of Planet Juggernaut and hits the ground shoulders first with no head to stop the fall. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> bye bye. That was quick. <laughs> If Planet Juggernaut is a horse, then call that man 
a headless horseman. Oh my god, Nick Nichols. He was riding him and now he's not. My god, your wordplay hasn't suffered one bit in this new hellscape we find ourselves in. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, my brother. Remembering who I am, I wrote down that I talk without thinking. Moving on. It is... <laughs> <laughs> Planet Juggernaut's turn. So Planet Juggernaut has just seen his Clark have his head explode. Yeah, that's You're a correct. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So now Planet Juggernaut is helicoptering from his tiny little Inspector Gadget helicopter blade, zooming full speed at Rosemary. Awesome. And he's got his big, you know, Mickey Mouse gloved hands extended forward like he's trying to full-on superhero puncher when he gets there. Go ahead and roll. Uh, you have a 60% in fight. 39. It is still in the same round as her 75, which was a pass from earlier. So two tendrils grab into the luminous land below and backstroke and dodge nimbly out of the way as Planet Juggernaut hits the ground right next to Keith Bishop who just landed shattering the frozen bottom half. Clark Bishop. Did I just say Keith Bishop? Keith yeah, Bishop. <laughs> Whoa. Fun new wrinkle in the storyline. <laughs> if every time we misspoke about character names had to be included in plot canon, then this story would be confusing. <laughs> well, we, we, could, we could have a really fun and incestuous filled like prologue where the beans the bishops and the petty morris just all get together in like the 1920s <laughs> and we're all there's just so many secret beans babies littered around contention <laughs> just ready to pop up oh man beans babies the <laughs> the collectible beans babies <laughs> <laughs> Keith Vigna. Keith Vigna was the person whose name I tried to say. And now it is the turn of John Lee Kevin Moore, the third, who is face first on the ground, having just been brought here by Planet Juggernaut. Very confused by the situation that's at hand. He was just crushing Wheel of Fortune not two seconds ago. He fires his gun into the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the end of round one of this other world, Lake Abad, Nick Nichols. And first off, we have this enormous beast to our left. Throws a weird pipe made of light on the inside behind him and then touches the sky. Oh, he's got to testify! And the sky above turns into an ocean of blackness. What do you think about that, Nick Nichols? I'd love to go take a dip in that, but I do think I would never return to be with you, my beloved brother. He looks deeply into your eyes and puts out a hand that he wants to interlock hands slowly. Yeah, we do the thing where our fingers match up, but then- And then slide off to one side and then interlock. I would miss you forever and never forgive myself. (laughs) I wouldn't forgive myself either. Rosemary lunged at Planet Juggernaut, got sliced in half. He jumped inside of her. Keith Beans, one of them, jumped down, froze onto the bottom half, smashed that to bits. Planet Juggernaut jumped to the side of that. They're all diving all over the place. Clark Bishop exploded the back of his head. Oh, my God. He just completely deheaded himself. What do you think, Nick Nichols? Deheaded. <laughs> Deheaded. <laughs> 
There seems to be a lot going on in this combat, but I can't help but think Clark Bishop has been an absolute failure both in the pit and in this new hell we find ourselves in. However, we do see another version of seemingly this same man. He's dressed in a weird 1970s version of a contingent police officer uniform. And this version of Clark Bishop, oh, light came pouring out of his head to save an older looking version of himself from these large creatures, oh, who seem to resemble our former employer, who's now locked forever in some sort of weird icicle box in a lava volcano. Barbie Glass, they kind of look like him. What do you think about that? All I know is all these details are ruining my brain, but I feel compelled to speak in a sports announcer voice. Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Have you guys want to play Delta Green? (laughs) No. We could do this other thing, though. The other hand of the Gigantumbrapithecus, shadowy and dripping with ooze and pure darkness, reaches up and additionally begins to waggle its long phalanges into the murky water above you. Two things happen in that moment. One, the water begins to rise. It is slowly lowering down toward you all. And two, multiple unspeakable worm-like abominations erupt out of the surface of this black Icarus ocean. These things rise at least 10 feet out of the water down toward you, still far away this round, but seemingly will be moving toward you with each further round played in this combat. They're tube-like. They're covered in squamous black, partially translucent membranes. Their bodies are segmented. Toxically green pulsating arteries and veins can be seen through their thin looking exterior. They have no identifiable eyes or nose and they're cavernous circular mouths. One sitting just inside the others are lined with hooked teeth. They spit out saliva that's somehow darker than black. And from these maws, these sharp stylets protrude like something between a tongue and a noodle-like needle. Does Wheel of Forts John uh, wing one when he shoots into the air? (laughs) Roll. (laughs) Firearms. 70 on a 60. The bullet hits one of these things and it reacts not at all to the bullet fired from this Wheel of Forge John. <laughs> John Wheel Pettymore. <laughs> Rosemary's turn. Rosemary plugs one of her metal tendrils into the ground next to her and then shoom, goes deeper and then shoom, goes deeper and out in a circle like uh, ripplets from a drop of water into a puddle. Those are called ripplets because they're small. Uh, These ripples are made of technicolor swirl that begin to form around and you see a new portal begin to form around one of these tentacles from Rose M-A-R-Y. Keith, you are on the phone. 
Hmm. This seems unnatural. Maybe I should listen to it in a different type of way. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'll, maybe with this passing unnatural role, I will finally understand something. Hello, Keith Ashley Beans. What can we do for you? That's a good question. Hey, Don. I got him on the phone. Uh, yeah, what can you do for me? <laughs> Anything you desire. Hmm, can you get rid of that big thing out there? We will send reinforcements. Sweet. Can you have him bring me a McFlurry, too? Oreo or m Oreo, M&M. please. <laughs> Don, you want anything? I'm not in the room. Get a get an Oreo and an M&M. I, I couldn't tell because it's so dark in here. Because <laughs> it's yeah, I love so dark. Like, Don. <laughs> hey, Don. Don. Uh, well, how long until they get here? <laughs> I put the phone back on the the thing. On the I put the phone back on the phone and uh, just lay there. <laughs> and by laying on the floor, you've probably done just as much as anyone else has <laughs> for the combat at hand. <laughs> You can't fail if you don't try. <laughs> Outside, the last remaining member of Myriad is going to take on Clarkold once again in a struggle. Please roll for Clarkold, Joe Terry. He passed with a 38 on my end. Uh, I rolled a 75. I, I, what, I don't know what I'm rolling on, though. Oh, Clarkold has 80. Nice. So that's a big old success. Big old success. Literally, this thing reaches out at Clarkold, and Clarkold looks at it, and its hand fucking shrivels back to its elbow. Its forearm is completely missing, and its suit seemed to be tailored simultaneously, so you can see the effect. <laughs> Clark, your turn. I'm going to just use this turn, because it seems like Clarkold's got it handled to yell out to the creature. What do you want with us? Him and me and we. What do you want with uh with me? Hello, subject 152251819551. Warning, for your own safety, please stay here. If you choose to disobey this order and you return to plane 1620216, you will be eliminated. We, uh, we need to we need to stop that thing. We're not your problem. That's your problem. And I'm pointing at the at the giant creature. It makes this similar noise of just this like. Yes, I now agree with you. Oh fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I didn't know that was gonna work like that. <laughs> It turns and looks at this enormous, gigantumberpithecus. Its eyes get really big. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks down at its shriveled hand, and then looks down at its other hand. But it already took its turn. So it's Don D. Pettymore. (laughs) I assume Don, at this point, is am I outside of the building observing what happened? You are looking out on a field of gory glory. Gory glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. 
Wait, do I see John? Which John, man? Yeah, you do. Jo- John and original John body. You see yep. one of those. It's not the same one you were talking to earlier. That one's a shiny metal ball in the sky. Yeah, now, I, now <laughs> I'm like, John? 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 And I'm like yelling at John and running towards him because I'm curious if uh, me calling the telephone brought John back to help us. And I'm going to run directly towards him. I'm assuming he's decently far away. I don't know if I have anything else to do, but... Yeah, he's decently far away, and you have nothing else to do. Let's go to (laughs) Keith from the Scrap Pit. He's not Jenny from the block. He's Keith from the Scrap Pit, and it's his turn. Where have I landed? Planet Juggernaut is right next to you. Rosemary's top half with a tendril hanging out and dug deep into the ground is ahead of you, about 10 meters. A portal is opening just to the left of her. And inside of her top half, you see the writhing tentacles of the ball. Over to your right, there's a massive liturgy worship happening of, of the overseer. And Clark Bishop is in this group, not chanting, but still dancing with them while uh, while talking to this translucent, gaunt figure in a black suit. Keith looks all around him at just the chaos, looks straight up and sees those worms. Fuck those worms. And he just jumps as high as he can, trying to get sucked into the gravity of the plane above him. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's got those pneumatic legs. Yeah, I mean, uh, roll dexterity plus 40 for the legs. Okay, that's a pass. So I want to jump as high as I can and try to, like, get sucked into the gravity of that plane. And once I feel the kind of shift, I want to try to aim my body right into one of the mouths of the worms and just unload my freeze gun as I slide into the open mouth of one of the worms. (laughs) Why? Why? What? (laughs) I'm going to freeze him from the inside out and bust my way out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Or get stuck in a frozen worm as it collapses to earth. (laughs) Either way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, roll firearms for the gun. 17, that's a pass. The mouths inside of this, you've got uh, you've got multiple round mouths of teeth spinning around. It completely freezes up. I mean, it's exactly as you said. You go feet first down into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Elsa, Jonah, <laughs> heads directly uh, into the enormous Xeno nematode. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw, indeed. Clark Bishop, it would be one of your turns, but... Uh, oh, okay, with this turn, uh, the, legs that are, <laughs> the legs that were up in the air uh, fall down. <laughs> like on the other side, like forward, you know, and so his legs kind of go over where his head would be and then land on the ground. Boots first. <laughs> Planet Juggernaut. <laughs> Europe. Planet Juggernaut is eerily still, and you hear 
worrying from inside of him. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> the plan has begun. Wheel of Forts, John. John, wheel petty more. Have we, have we skipped first, John? Yes. Sorry. We did. First John is a ball. John, you are a ball. You are inside the top half of Rosemary's body. What do you do? John starts reaching his tendrils out to the ball that's floating right above Rosemary's head. And I want to start to try to merge with it. Roll unnatural. 94. Fail. Pass. 68. Like magnets, different poles. You just bounce off this thing. You can't enter even within the six inches nearest to it. Something just like pulls you away, pulls you away. Cool idea. Very, very intrigued by that idea. So John Wheel Pettymore, you see a long lost member of your family. You haven't seen him in years and he's running toward you. John points his gun at Uncle Don and screams, you stop right there, you son of a bitch. Not one step further. Don stops in his tracks, and he's like, you're going to talk to your uncle like that, boy? What the fuck are you doing here, Uncle Don? Why are you pointing a goddamn gun at me? What is here? Where the fuck are we? John, I think that uh, it's, it's maybe too long of a story right now for all of this. And he like, <laughs> what is the meme gestures towards everything? <laughs> like... John, John looks over his shoulder and like looks at the the nematodes, the xenon nematodes falling from the sky, and the giant kaiju's. He nods to Don and he says, "I reckon you might have a point." And he he, he lowers his pistol. I think I I think I brought you back here. Uh, there was a phone. I threw it in a bag at one point, and I thought it was supposed to help everything. Maybe maybe it was going to heal stuff. I don't know, but. I think I, I think you're here. Maybe you can, maybe you're the, you're what I asked for. Maybe I got brought here by a giant robot ball. That seems a lot help, more helpful. Maybe that's what you asked for. Maybe the phone works in mysterious ways. (laughs) (laughs) The phone, is that like, is that like an old Hebrew name for the Lord? It's a it's a phone. It's a phone. <laughs> like an old time a, a telephone. Uh, Uncle Don? Y- yeah, boy, what? What do we do? I, I I'm not sure. I came here. I was with I was with you, but you were my brother, but you said you was bald, but now you're you. I don't know, boy. I feel like I've lost my mind. I don't know what I don't know what anything what's happening and what's real and what's not. But maybe you can you can help me, and I can. Uh, he gets completely lost in like a train of thought that kind of goes nowhere. When he says that you're ball, this John, you know, has taken a moment to realize where he is and what's going on, and he sees the other balls. He sees Planet Juggernaut. Some tendrils start poking out of his back, and one of them pats Uncle Don on the shoulder reassuringly. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he freezes up at first. Yes, the metal is quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, were you always ball? Yes, I am a John of fortune. 